Yeah, okay. no, I'm familiar with this technique, I think. <laughs> or I mean, like, chunking it, at least. Yeah, it's... We've done chunky, chunky things like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm great Tight. on podcasts. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're veterans. So veterans, articulate. Everybody, everybody. So, I'm going to do my little introduction, mm-hmm. and then we're going to get into the conversation. I'll introduce everybody, and then we're going to talk about the current state of rock music oh, and wow. what the fuck is going on. Right? Because I'm sure we all have some opinions and things. I mean, I'm here. I'm here to, I'm here to talk about it. Work. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home, and as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge, and plenty of water in the cooler. Looking for an Igloo sponsorship. I'm working on that. Uh, Today, I am sitting here with three guests, three return guests, which I mentioned at the beginning of this taping. To my immediate right, we have Abby, known from her rock and roll band, Fist Fight in the Parking Lot, and sometimes you hear her voice on the radio as a... DJ at 105.9 DX. And then on the other couch over here, we have the hip hop duo of Lazy JP and Bars Blackman, aka BB Guns. Hey. Hi. So, hey. and we have me, Sykes, weirdo rap boy and metal band. So, <laughs> what I wanted to talk about today is rock music's in a really interesting place right now because. Like I just mentioned uh, to Abby before you two got here, like Migos just won a rock award at the American Music Awards. Really? And, I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, Post Malone you, how... obviously has been getting some, you know, rock recognition. And I mean, I could kind of understand Post Malone to some degree because he holds a guitar sometimes. But uh, the, <laughs> the Migos thing's pretty wild to me. And then just in general with bands that are super popular nowadays, like 21 Pilots just dropped a new album, which... I saw, we'll get into that. That was really funny. (laughs) Um, But uh, they dropped a new album and they're like, you know, arguably one of the most popular quote rock bands right now. And they're barely even a rock band by definition terms. So where I want to start the conversation, I guess, is with Abby, because you've been working in rock radio for, I don't know how many years now. Me neither. I think it's 11, but (laughs) I'm guessing it's very, it's very blurry. Um, This transition on our end has been happening for a long time and it's not just kind of with this, you know, maybe more rhythmic or like hip hop blend, but even, um, like right when you were getting what we in the hallways call them like the foot stopping bands. So like Lumineers and Mumford and Sons and stuff. And we were kind of charged with like, what are we supposed to do with these bands? Because, you know, the challenge I think of not just our station, but a lot of radio stations um, that are going to have new music filtering in and aren't just like heritage rock stations that play old stuff um, is you are serving many masters. So you have a a lot of different cuts from your audience and some people want to hear like all the new stuff. So a couple years ago, I think our station was very much, you know, all over the map and struggling because of it because on one hand you're in like Linkin Park 
and you know Metallica and then the next second it was like oh hey and we're like I don't know what our identity is to this that's kind of shaken out a little bit and now we're seeing this next transition of what you're kind of talking about of these bands that are somewhat kind of breaking in this like hybrid thing um it's actually been a much smoother transition for our station than let's say the Footstop McVans so we've found that to be a lot easier to take in the one thing that I've used to like describe the evolution of rock music over the past like 15 years of my life has actually been X-Fest lineups. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's if, based on the old t-shirts or something? Y- well, no. I mean, I remember I went to an X-Fest when I was in like fifth grade when like it was like Mighty Mighty Boss Tones yeah. and like Deftones and like all these other bands. And then it m- transitioned to like. What, like maybe like Cold War Kids and like Yeah, the, the most White recent like one these, was like, very alternative for sure. But yeah. there was like a, definitely a couple years in there where the bands that were playing X-Fest, I was like, man, this is really a sign of the times. Like there's no, there's no yelling bands on this. There's no like yeah. hard rock. Totally. I, and, and we see that too. I mean, that's, I, I have, like I, that was a little before my time, some of those X-Fests. But I know that I have posters in my office, again, that predate me that like, you know, the whole lineup, you're like, holy shit, it's like disturbed and evanescence and stuff. And like, there's a part of me that also doesn't want to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I think our job as best we can do it from a commercial perspective is to evolve. And that's tough sometimes because some people who are wearing the black t-shirts and want disturbed and Godsmack are going to get what they want too. So it's a challenging time, but like I said, this transition's been a little bit easier to deal with. It's super interesting because, I mean, without a platform like the X, you know, where would those, we'll call them the foot stomping bands, like who, like yeah. where are they going to, where is that place for them? And I then like, even if we go back, we'll say like 15 years into like what I think kind of spawned something that would be BB guns would be like a band like the Gorillas. Who I think were probably an influence on you too. I'm probably sure. Top, oh, absolutely. <laughs> top, top, couple, top three, top, top couple, two. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, without radio stations either being open to playing that stuff or kind of being maybe strong armed into mm-hmm. playing that stuff, you know, the young kids wouldn't have heard something like Gorillas and then be inspired to now be making music like you two are right yeah yeah so, definitely yeah i agree with that yeah i think the x i definitely give the x a lot of credit for like forming a musical identity because of like something about the late 90s and the early 2000s that was very mixing like you heard your alternative rock and you're still hearing grunge from the early 90s but then there was like beastie boys and Beck, and then once new metal and then gorillas like you're hearing rap stuff and then even i was saying into i was thinking into the 2000s early 2000s they still maintain the sound alongside the indie stuff like the strokes and and those like silver some pickups and yeah yeah yeah's and stuff like that like i remember hearing all that stuff on the x and i feel like there was a strong identity of this like good rock music and like there was hard stuff and there was like more indie style stuff but the i feel like the indie stuff as it fell out of fashion in like the mainstream music like you talk about fits foot stomp and stuff and like <laughs> I, I don't I, like i eat but you don't hear stuff like like car seat headrest or something like that which i think like that it represents some of the more modern indie stuff like i feel like it lost some of that indie I- identity um and it makes sense like losing like not knowing where to go and that's good that things are shaking out well because like as like the fads go and change um, like you still want to play the classic stuff. Like I still want to hear Linkin Park when I put on the X, like mm-hmm. that's part of that, our musical identity, you know, we love old Linkin Park and everything. And I, I think that's important, uh, 
just represent what's going on. You know, what's 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 important, like what people like. I know YP plays like modern indie rock sometimes. Like I hear like like Waxahachie or something like that on there, and and good stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it gets underrepresented. It's or like there's a whole swath of rock music that is like missing sometimes with yeah. that. But it's super interesting to me, kind of moving into this conversation about Twenty One Pilots, right? Because they're a band that has. Uh, they've fascinated me for a few years now because they're a band without a real identity that has blown up on a level that is really impressive. Like, mm -hmm. you know, they sold out PPG a couple times. Mm -hmm. And if you go on their Wikipedia page, it's like, it's 21 Pilots is an American musical duo from Ohio. Like, they don't even, like, put a genre on themselves. And if you would have asked me 10 years ago if a band without a defined genre could be as big as they are, I would have said no. I mean, if you would have asked me two years ago, I'd probably say no. Yeah. I think they, they've, they have found a really interesting way to navigate that. I think the first, you know, time that they kind of came into our awareness, we, well, we had a different 21 pilots. It wasn't what it sounds like right now, which now they're kind of in this, uh, I don't know, faux like gothy kind of phase with whatever they do, but uh, you know, it started off like, again, a, a mishmash of stuff that we weren't sure what to do with. And so um, I think we did start playing them kind of and just wanted to see where it went. But I remember, I think it was probably about four or five years ago, um, I got tapped to host this Bunbury Music Festival in Cincinnati. So I was supposed to go around and like interview bands and go yell stage announcements and things like that. And I remember on, uh, it was a Sunday and it was as soon as the gates opened and they opened the gates and I was at the stage where 21 pilots were going to play eight hours later. And all it was, was just young, 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 young kids. And a lot of girls that flooded the stage and kind of scared me a little bit with like the violence in which they moved in that direction, just like a herd. And I remember doing a stage announcement and anytime I would bring up 20 pilots, they'd freak out. And I was like, you guys know it's one o'clock, right? Like you're going to have to pee at some point. Like, uh -huh. I don't know. Like, what are you, are you just going to go right here? <laughs> um, that younger demo is driving that band. And it kind of is cool in a way that younger people reject labels in general and are doing that with 21 pilots. But you're absolutely right. Like in terms of in our world, like when you look at a commercially successful, what we're going to call an alternative band, there's like, there's really not a lot of people who are right next to them. It's super, super interesting to me. I mean, I just don't like my personal opinion on them is pretty much just like, I think it's interesting what they're doing just because they're blowing up in the way that they are. Yeah. But it's so interesting because simultaneously, while they are very genreless, they're very good at being really generic at a whole lot of things at once. <laughs> and it's There's like, a lot of bands like outside he, of rock. He that, literally said the exact yeah. same thing whenever yeah, we you, were you like. Pretty much took what I was going to say. He literally said the same. And thing. like, I, I mean, I like a lot of the stuff that they're doing, and I can like. I know there's a lot of people, even I've done it loosely, like drawing parallels to them and kind of like what Linkin Park was doing, mm -hmm. you know, whenever they first came out. But I still feel like there's some interesting, like just lack of like flavor. It's almost like taking that yeah. format and just like rubbing it down with like those hand sanitizer wipes and just like <laughs> making everything all well, squeaky clean. Do you think that like younger uh, people might gravitate towards 21 Pilots more from a lyrical perspective than a musical perspective. Like, because, I mean, to me, 
it's it's not my demo. It's like not my world. I think, you know, like kind of you said, I, I don't mind them at all. I don't, you know, they're not my chain smokers. Like I'm not there going, what is this? You know, <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm also not a young person who's, you know, being reached by that message. So I don't know if anybody else has done any deep diving to walk well, I me think through. That, when, if you've seen like their image and their branding, they're really good at like having like an established uh, world to like live in and be lore. a part of. They have like, yeah, the lore. lore. They have very, very, they're really good at branding themselves. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, they make good pop. They're good at writing catchy songs. Yes. Like I listened to the new album and I was like, the songs were stuck in my head. Like today I was at work. It's like that fucking song is stuck in my head. Yeah. I'm just thinking about it. They're really good at making very sticky things, but it's still like very just generic. You I know? have to know what you guys like. I, you're like ready to pop because of 21 Pilots. I want really? I want you to Am still, I? Yeah, <laughs> tell me tell me what Am you I? think because like I'm I'm oh, kind of. Um, I think you should go first. Um, I mean, you should tell because uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. your experience is probably <laughs> you are more familiar with them. They're older stuff than me. I mean, I think. When it comes to 21 Pilots and a lot of just how people are consuming music and everything now, like with, I know because of just having the internet whenever I was a kid and simply being able to have access to like other music videos outside of whatever was just playing on like the regular like MTV rotation and having access to all this other music. Like I got exposed to a lot of like, to a lot of rock music and to, and to Linkin Park and to Gorillaz, like a lot of bands that I hold like near and dear and inspired me and inspire us. So, and I think that that is kind of like what influences them. I think that these, a lot of, there's a lot of younger people now, like in our age demographic and lower, they're just listening to everything. And if they're creating, then it's just like, well, we're taking a little bit of this, a little bit of this, boom, 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 boom. And this is what I have here. And, you know, to some people you might look at it and be like, what is this ball of stuff? Why is it sticky and wet? Ew, just gross. <laughs> but at the same right. time, like you've, can you honestly say that you've ever seen anything like this? Can you honestly say you've never heard anything like this? Like through all of the years, through the evolution. And now things are just starting to become more, maybe the word is formless, but mm. at its core still, and I think this is the same thing in hip hop too. Like at its core, it's certain things still feel like rock music. Things still feel like hip hop. Things still feel like pop or whatever it is. It's just that now it's like you're bringing me this. You're still bringing me this energy, but you're doing it while still including this, 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 and this as well. So it's just everything's becoming very formless, but it's still what it is at its core. I don't know. I, it's I weird. Get what it's weird. What um, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna refrain from giving like a full review or anything like that. <laughs> um. Because I, I I've never had a problem with them because I, I like he said with they are obviously influenced by a lot a lot of stuff that we are influenced by and and pop is something that's very important to to what we do also um, but I think that it I think maybe coming into the games like blowing up and having so much commercial success not only in like a, the X realm but also like they were played on the on Kiss uh, when they yeah, had the, the earlier yeah. hits yeah. So like they had like a pop, almost like pop star level appeal with those hits. Or they, there's not a whole lot of bands that can cross that line to be played on a Kiss FM and yeah. on the X simultaneously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah you can't think of a, of many. Um, and, and I think that that that's level of success like lends itself to a lot of commercialization and like oh, and production levels in the studio, like a lot of money in the studio. And that's how I feel about this new record is like. It's definitely like the, the ideas are cool. This has all the elements of things that I would love, like, and they're putting them together in ways that I should really love. 
but like there's just like this hard veneer of either overproduction or pop music or like of like industry pop or something that is yeah, just it's not even blocking like, yeah, me from enjoying this and this connecting with me. Yeah, it's it's so squeaky clean. Like there's no Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no I feel like the songs are very emotional, but with all of the vocals being treated so perfectly, it's hard to get that emotion. It's like all the emotions kind of scrubbed out. I can dig that. And like Linkin Park had some cheesy lyrics, you know, like simple, <laughs> very you, like emo, emo, like very simple lyrics, like you going could, like, back. Feel it, but like it was definitely like <laughs> at its base, like any something anyone could relate to, which I think is what made that stuff good. But like there was also like edge, and there was also still like you've never heard and, this stuff before. And you know, like, I've really, never heard anything really like what's this. What's really funny is whenever Hybrid Theory came out, that big Linkin Park album. I remember there was a lot of people that said that was overproduced for the time. And now, you know, however many years later, it's like, man, I wish we could go back to something as raw as hybrid yeah. theory is basically yeah, what we're saying, funny. which is like, it's funny. so fucking... It is definitely super produced, but like, I don't know, like just the... the like the, I feel like you hear be, like the Nine Inch Nails yeah. sounds with the with hip hop stuff and like the screaming and the rap. I don't know. It definitely was a pretty produced record, but I, I think well, it, it needs it to holds be. Up. I think like you need some elements of production in order to achieve a certain sound. Otherwise, it's not going to come off right. I There's do think a lot of like hard rock bands, though, that are getting that same like overproduction. And my biggest complaint with that stuff is it kind of neuters what they're doing. Yeah. So it might be a yeah. band that like you see them live and you're like, oh, this is awesome. I feel everything. But when you hear it, it just it never like crests. In a way, so you're just kind of like, where's that like part of it that's supposed to kind of creep me well, the, the, out or like scare me yeah, a little bit? Yeah. Like, well, you don't get that. Even, I feel that. Even going back to 21 Pilots, the main reason that I started really digging into that band a lot was because they did a like in-studio video session with, it was both of them. And then they had everybody from Mute Math as their backing band. And they did like live full band renditions of like four or five of their songs. And it's all just live instruments all like live keyboards drums they had two drummers on it it's like awesome yeah it's like wow like i know these songs i've heard them on the radio but now that i'm seeing them play it in a live environment with like actual instruments and not all the polish i'm like these are really good songs everything's just super yeah super over processed so that really goes back to what you're saying i feel like they're a band that man like they could be so fucking great but everything is just so <laughs> yeah. fucking be a little raw be a little raw. And then yeah. it goes back to my indie, like the indie rock thing is like a lot of those bands, like I feel like, uh, like Carsey Headrest brought up earlier has a nice balance of it being clean, but it being like raw when it needs to be, or like fuzzy and distorted when it needs to be. And like, I don't know, it's a good balance. And that's how I feel about them to the mid 2000s stuff, like the strokes and stuff. Like it was very produced and those records did, you know, numbers and all that, like the white stripes and everything, but it still like had, had enough, of the fuzz and the buzz to like yeah. I don't well, know, I think that the, not lose the fuzz, that human element. Well, the fuzz and the buzz was just more normal then. It wasn't even like it was an thing. aesthetic. That no, was just yeah, it yeah. was the way what, what technology allowed us to do. And well, now, like yeah. everything early is so early two thousands was pretty could, pop punk was pretty clean. In the but early I mean, 2000s. like where we're at now in terms of like what you can do in the studio easily, like what I could do on this MacBook right now yeah. if I wanted to, you know, in terms of making something sound crystal clear. I think a lot of people, like you mentioned. The 21 Pilots fan base is a lot of younger people. Yeah. So a lot of the, the first, mu like a lot of the earliest music that they're hearing, that they're being exposed to is this super crystal clear, perfect sounding stuff. Yeah. So if they hear something that is a little bit dirty or weird, they might, it might come off to them as like cheap or just sounding old and they want to hear something new and fresh, possibly. There's, um, 
there's something about that, you know, I almost wonder if what has happened changes like in the actual music industry where maybe record labels aren't getting the kind of numbers that they used to get in physical sales. So they're trying to figure out like, where does the money come from? How do we monetize the streaming more? Like, where do we ultimately stay in business that I wonder if they're afraid to not be perfect. Like, I wonder if like they feel like they can't have a band that comes off like super vulnerable and shows the themes because, Oh fuck. What if that was our only chance to do that? And we can't break this band Mm -hmm. again. So instead you go the route of making it seamless and perfect and delivered with a bow on it. And yeah, Yeah, you go with a safer route. Like, I wonder if that's like a larger issue with not, um, being able to take risks with artists and let the artists take the risks once you've got them. Does that and make I sense? Think that's it. Yeah, I, that's true. I feel like that's also kind of a possibly if that is a a thing that is happening, which there's a good chance. We'll throw it out there as like a loose theory. A loose at theory, least a factor, at least a, 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 a significant you know, one. Th- yeah. I feel like that could be part of the reason why maybe rock music is having a like rock music in quotes is guitar music yeah. has been having a decline because a lot of guitar driven rock bands aren't allowed to have like the ego or the presence or the rawness that they need to really present their product. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have all of this guitar driven music that gets released and it all just seems like, Ugh, like what is this? And then they turn over and they see like post Malone just being like loud and wild and goofy. Cause like, you know, he's a rapper, so he's allowed to do these sort of goofy things. Like, and yeah. people gravitate towards that. I feel like all these like rap, like a lot of mainstream rappers are a lot more aesthetically rock and roll than even like rock bands are nowadays. You mean like an attitude almost? An attitude and presentation to like yeah. people that, to like the, like on a mainstream level. Cause like you mentioned before, you'd think kids are gravitating more towards like lyrics and versus music right Mm. and i think that's definitely the case for like a 12 13 14 year old kid like oh what looks cool and what can i relate to lyrically and i think that's why there's a lot of hip-hop and rap at the top right now because they're able i mean hell fucking half of them are 13 or 14 years old it (laughs) seems very young when they're all like 17 year old kids and they're covered in fucking tattoos so okay that's awesome i'm 14 years old there's a kid covered in tattoos i want to be like that what and it just happens to be some little trap rapper of the right. week, you know? And the rock bands, it's like no kids are playing guitar anymore. It's like, so it doesn't seem yeah. like it, you know? So all the rock that's represented, like if you look at the billboards, all the only rock bands that are in there are like, oh, Metallica, Guns N' Roses. That shit that my parents listen to. Maybe Linkin Park, you might see come up every now and then, you know? So it's like, I want something that I can identify with. And I don't yeah. feel like many 14-year-old kids now can identify with James Hetfield or Axl Rose. Well, I think what's weird, and I don't really... Yeah. Well, I don't have, like, a good (laughs) breakdown of, like, who is in the demo, but for, you know, in our world, this year's been, you know, bands like 21 Pilots and Imagine Dragons and Sir Sly and AWOL Nation and, like, kind of these bands that are mixing those textures up and trying to have them coexist with the library. But the bands that we're playing that are, like, rock bands now are all like Godsmack and Disturbed and Three Days Grace that are all bringing this new music. It's exactly what I expect from them. We're not like breaking the wheel, but I don't know if a young person who listens to 21 Pilots or Imagine Dragons hears that new Disturbed and goes, yes, this is my people. Like, this is it. I don't know if they do that or not, or if it's people who might be um, older who remember 
you know, going to that particular X fest and that's a moment in time. And I'm always going to be here for that. I have no idea like where to put all of them. I think that they, that's, you're getting to something that we were talking about before we got here. We we were just for the heck of it. We we're like, maybe we should do a little research and we pulled it's a brush the bill- up. So we're we, not going we, in, not going in blind. Yeah. We pulled up the billboard mainstream charts and other than 21 pilots. And then there was something else I couldn't remember. It was all it was all old bands that had new songs like that I would consider personally has been kind of things like they must be still selling records because like that's why they're there like obviously so I can't say that they must have some relevancy but to me like I was so surprised that all these people not only were still putting out records but that they were all on the charts like I was just amazed I saw there was a couple like I I'm trying to like not lamb based like our playlist yeah like I, that. I, i'm sorry but no, no 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 i'm not saying that you were um i'm trying to prevent myself from doing it because i think what i've learned and it's mostly just like something i just try to keep in mind that i'm sometimes i'm dogging on somebody's like favorite band so yeah, what i say yeah. on the air i try to tend like you a little more towards everybody's everybody's welcome here yeah yeah and that being said there's some like what we call it like in-house we'll call them black t-shirt bands yeah. So they're just kind of like, you see that guy in the black t-shirt and you're like, you like Disturbed. And so <laughs> there's bands like, you know, Disturbed is one of them, um, or even Godsmack, where I saw that they had new music and I remember us having a meeting and I said to my boss, does anybody care about Godsmack? And he's like, I, I think they do. And then that show that they did at KeyBank, like, did boffo numbers and it was with Shinedown. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what's... They're one. on the chart. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's another one where I would have I would have said to you, no, 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 like that time is 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 library now. Like that's, again, that's heritage music now for our station or that's library, but those bands are selling out. So I'm like, you know, I'm I'm very interested in who those people are. It has to be older people. Because my dad think. still listens to the X and he's been listening to the X since I, that's how I was exposed to it yeah. as a kid. Like, cause he, you know, he had me when he was in his twenties. So I've been the X baby, you know? And like, <laughs> so like seeing it like now it's obviously, I think to me, I don't know, this could be wrong, but these people are getting older, but they still listen to the same station and they want to hear more like, Oh, cause I remember even a few years. I remember Bush had like a comeback Mm-hmm. thing yeah. of singles and I remember not even hating them like it's like oh cool I like Gavin <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah so I think it's like people want to it's the nostalgia member berries thing market uh, it's like a member berry market <laughs> with, with mainstream rock because like you don't have this influx of new bands that appeal to them and like the younger people that are the into indie rock that's just, is apparently not enough compared to like the, the pop appeal of these rap post Malones and Migoses and all that. Yeah. Like, so they don't have that kind of numbers. So they're not going to get on a ma- the mainstream rock station. So I think that that's the issue is that the, that those bands aren't appealing to young people. And even like rock music in general is not getting to young people. Like, like those artists that you're like, they're just not connecting with them on any, on that level. And I think there is a wider pop appeal to a post Malone um, that still doesn't have like that. I don't know that blandness and like, even though I, I like, I think he has a little bit, but not to that degree. Um, and with Migos and all those other guys like Uzi Vert or, or whoever you want all those little guys, uh, th- like they all have that appeal and they have an edge to them still, uh, despite like having a wide appeal. It's so wild to me now, like seeing all of these young kids that are like yelling on top of rap beats. And I'm like, man, like, 
I wish that I was 10 years younger because I'd feel like I was in a much better environment. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, there's oh, that yeah. part of me that's like, you know, as somebody that creates music that's kind of hard to define at times with Sykes, um, I've always had a hard time finding a pocket to fit in. And I feel like now is probably the most, like the the net's been cast wide enough where I feel like, oh, there's actually like a place where my music can't exist. Mm -hmm. But it's simultaneously in a time where more people are able to access the most amount of music ever. Yeah. So it's like, fuck. Like, not <laughs> only is like, it's like, I have more of an opportunity, but it's also like, it's, everything's gotten so much denser. The it's pool like, is the much bigger now. The ocean yeah. has turned to pretty much concrete at this point. You know, <laughs> like, I am not, like, how do I get in there? It's super hard. Yeah. So with you being somebody that also plays in a, rock band a metal band i don't know where you would i think rock but people keep calling us metal band and i'm not oh I'm like, okay <laughs> i guess <laughs> maybe you know so you know fist fight in the parking lot has been a an active band for probably the better part of a decade if yeah, not it's, longer it's right? coming up on like eight or nine years I okay think. right so how has navigating been like being in a rock band in this through all these things because you see things at work you hear music you're aware of trends you're aware of what's going on like does any of that affect the band and like how you decide to move forward with writing new material or taking opportunities with shows or like how does does it have any influence or do you keep it separate um as a general rule i always try to keep them separate but um i think what kind of happened is um i used to be in um in a band called the Motorcycles, And I think that we were taking that very seriously in terms of like, how do we make this work? We're going to play every show. We're going to do any tour we can do. And, you know, we, we worked very hard at that. That same time, there's this other band called Mojo Filter, who I think was trying to give it a good shot as well. Now, years later, it's fist fight in the parking lot is, you know, a member of Motorcycles and Mojo Filter. So you have a little bit of the sheens worn off. So there's like a little bit of that. If I just work really, really hard, this is going to work, man. The little <laughs> bit of that came off. And I'm not saying that um, that nobody uh, in the band would have would, you know, love that. And I think what I learned very quickly and what we started doing almost immediately in Fist Fight is we were kind of like, nobody gives a fuck about this. Let's just do whatever we want. Yeah. Who cares? And that's worked the best. So anytime... Um, if I'm writing, especially the music part, like I, I normally slow down because sometimes I write something and I go, that is so derpy and like, so like middle of the road rock. And that's, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So it's almost like going the other way. Like what's, what's the fucking difference if you get really weird? Like, why not get weird? Let's get weird. Like, instead of just doing something that we think is palatable, because I mean, I, but, you know, it's, it's not to say who cares, but kind of who cares. Totally. It's so funny because, you know, if this was 10 years ago, you know, writing hard rock songs would have been like, oh, that's the normal thing to do. Yeah. And the stuff that I'm doing would be like, that's the weird thing. And now it's flipped where it's like, I'm making music that's probably more normal and accessible than what this fight is doing. Like just being in a straight so. up rock band is weird now. I kind of think that it is. That's why, um, that's why there's kind of nothing to lose in a lot of ways. I, you know, all the rock that I listen to now, or like, I guess it's metal is, you know, stuff that we're buying the vinyl and we're just listening to it at home and it's some raw shit. And it's, if I even had the, you know, carte blanche to play it on the radio, people would be like, what the fuck is this? Shut up. You know? But, um, 
that's kind of why I think that when you have the opportunity to create on your own, like you're going to matter to somebody. Chances are you're going to like connect with somebody. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's the Royal you or whatever, you know, it's just, I I've told a lot of bands, um, because I'm getting both sides of it from a creative standpoint, but then also like kind of being like part of the man on the other side is like, you have to do what you can live with. and don't give a fuck about anybody else because we will be able to tell. Like you can tell there's some people that are writing stuff that they think that, oh, this is a perfect rock radio song. And we hear that and we're like, bullshit. It's not though. Yeah. So I just say, you know, be authentic and do something for real that you can live with. I like it. Motivational speaker here. Yeah. <laughs> so moving over here to the BB gun squad. Uh, I feel, you know, obviously you two are kind of doing what Abby was saying, you know, her early bands did where like, you know, playing a lot of shows, really going at it and things like that. But I would be very interested on your perspective of where you are and like the shows that you are playing because you don't play a whole lot of like hip hop proper shows. You know, you are you do fit into a lot of other demographics of shows. And it seems like a lot of the time I see you on lineups and it's like, oh, it's BB guns and indie rock bands or BB guns and, you know, whatever the lineup is. So a lot of that is probably thankful to the the climate that we're in right now. Yep. You know, if we were still, you know, <clears throat> Pittsburgh 10 years ago where that really wasn't happening a whole lot, like, what do you think? the success of BB guns would be in like just the specific like hip hop environment. I mean, do you think you guys would be able to thrive in that? Would you want to thrive in 10 years ago? No, (laughs) (laughs) straight up. No, like we, we probably, we'd, we'd be chilling at home. We wouldn't be here hanging out with y'all. We'd be chilling at home. But, um, no, I think that's just like, like how you said, Abby, just a product of being yourself and just doing your thing. And then just letting whoever catches it, catch it. Like, um, there's, there's actually an article that he showed me that we kind of always go back to whenever we have like these sort of talks or whatever. And it's by this artist that we both like, and he put me onto Low Ugly Mane. And he talked about how graffiti artists used to just go ahead, put their piece on the wall and just bounce. And then if people like talked about it, put it up, like shared it, like, yo, look at this, then they just did it. And that was that, but you just kept going. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what we did. We just go ahead and we make what we make, just throw it on the wall and then just, you know, if, and we we do our part. Don't get me wrong. We do our part to make sure it gets seen. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, we're going to go ahead and do this. And whoever catches it, catches it. And that's the direction that we go. If someone were to go ahead and be like, oh, hey, you know, you guys would be perfect on this rap show. Like, okay, we'll go ahead there because we also fit here. But we'll also go here. We'll, you know, just a product of being what we are as people and what our music is. Um, yeah, we, we had a hard time fitting in with the rap scene here for a long time. Um, so, uh, eventually we just like, like he said, we just went to the people that liked us. Um, and we realized that like, and as we got more into indie music, that, that our market was general indie music, like the stereo gum, you know, whatever market that is, is because, you know, you go on stereo gum and you're getting like rock band indie rock bands but you're also getting electronic and hip-hop and you know it's just like whatever i don't know what the what you would call that but i feel like we appeal to that wave and that's how we end up on like more mixed bills you know we'll play with a punk band and like a, a like weird jazz fusion thing and we'll play with another rapper and and it's cool and everyone's into it because it's just like a more like 
general music fan thing. And I think that like we're like luck. It's our, our gift and a curse that we are able to appeal to a wide variety of people because we dabble with different things, but we don't like, we aren't hard. In, I don't know. We don't belong truly to anything at the same time. So it can be like alienating like an island, but I'm sure you're familiar with that, that kind of feeling. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, we just had to adapt and just go with who would have us. And then I feel like that indie crowd, and because there's other rappers that are more identified with those shows or doing house shows in Oakland and aren't on like Southside hip hop bills or whatever. Or like, yeah, the hip hop scene in general is just, it's so fucking weird in Pittsburgh. I don't, it's that place. It's that way in other cities though, is that we've learned now that we're touring, that we're touring more. Cause on tour, like we, it's like hip hop show in DIY indie house show. D- indie house show party rap show at a bar rap show at a bar and like the difference is wild uh, honestly and like has nothing to do with like the people and themselves it's just like the crowds that they like it's just like harder to get people out or they're not like scenes or whatever like i thought that it was just pittsburgh but it, it's other cities too like other of these size like ohio has indie hip-hop scenes but but it's not it's kind of they have similar struggles um with um the mixed shows that you play and uh, playing Oakland shows and basement shows and things like that. Yeah, I feel like yeah. the local scene in general, not even just hip hop or rock is having a really interesting thing right now because there's not a whole lot of places for young kids to discover a local music scene and thrive outside of your Robados and places like yeah. that. But even those are like, those are pretty like polarizing environments. You can't really like most of the shows that happen at, a place like Roboto, nothing against anybody that's involved with that, but it's like, oh, here's the, this is the hardcore show, or this is the rock show, or this is the rap show. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are people that are doing things there that are cool, but in my, I mean, I wonder how much of this too is just me being, you know, in my thirties and just kind of over everything and just like how much of my like jaded mentality is getting into my thought process. I, I've, I've definitely, st- I, st- I find myself sticking up for DIY a lot and like Roboto is like the only venue real hub that they have. Um, it's mainly the house venues, but um, I've, we've been booked a lot there and that was kind of like how we was our like audition the gateway to getting into that scene like getting into an indie scene and like yeah there's a it's mainly emo shows or or pop punk shows or whatever but like um but there's like a there's a there's a base there and there's kids that care about music and there's people that come out to shows yeah and they don't they'll like they'll come out just to see oh who's this new band on the scene like it feels like a real scene like how it's supposed to be and not like just posturing on the internet and hoping that 80 of your friends show up to the show or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I mean, ultimately we probably could just use a few more spaces like that. And maybe yeah. it would be cool. Cause like, I mean, just from my perspective, even though it's not about me, like I just feel in my, I very rarely, I always feel awkward anytime I'm at a show at Roboto and I don't know what it is. That has nothing to do with, it's not the fault of anybody there. I just feel like, like, okay, this is a scene for these people here. But anything that I want to do isn't going to work there. Like if Gray Walker plays a show at Roboto, it's fucking weird. And then yeah, it, you <laughs> kind of have to bring your own people, or yeah. you have to book people that appeal to those people. Like yeah. that's the thing. If you don't like, you have to like blend it. Or if you like, just I'm going to do my own thing there. Like it's harder than like than like blending the edges together mm-hmm. with like what they're already doing. <clears throat> um, and like they book bills that are like like is there all kinds of different you know acoustic act and like swamp walk and then like 
Um, and then like a band, indie band, an emo band, like a screamo band. Yeah. Like you just don't like, I, I like that about that. Cause it, it, they are more open to mixed stuff than, than other things. It's just, I guess like interacting in, in playing shows with like the, the people that, that are doing things in there. I'm just like super interested, kind of getting the conversation somewhat back on track in terms of like yeah. mu- rock DIY. music in the future. Well, the thing is, cause like we're talking about the kids, you know what I mean? There's a whole slew of kids running to the stage to see 21 pilots right like young kids how do we get young kids more interested in local stuff but that's even not necessarily the point of this conversation it's just a thing that i think Mm -hmm. about a lot because the thing is with those when i was a kid going to like fire hall shows that's what made me want to be in a band Mm -hmm. not like going to see like deftones and stuff like that because i was seeing those bands but when you see it on a local level it makes it a lot more obtainable like oh like oh, like that's Jeff on stage and he's friends with my buddy Mario and he goes to that other high school and he's so cool and he's older. He plays in the band. I could play in a band. Like that kind of bullshit. Yeah. But like now it's it feels so limited, but also maybe it really is the same as it always has been. It's just my scope was a lot more narrower when I was younger. I'm sure everybody in this room has played bad shows. Bad shows that either they were set up bad, the bands didn't treat each other nice, or whatever it is, and that can make us a little harder to please as we move forward, either in what we say yes to or what we'll go to ultimately. Mm. So I think we're we're all probably in danger in some way of losing a little bit of our glow in that yeah. way. But I mean, my gut says that there's little revolutions happening all over the place, and I don't know specifically how you get a young person in, interested in playing music other than for it to be attainable for them. You know, other, and now the thing that's making it more attainable instead of, you know, maybe having like the cash to go get an instrument is like you might already have a computer, so let's figure this out. And that yeah. might also be part of what is kind of spawning creativity in a different way, in a more electronic way. And maybe those rock fundamentals kind of sneak in but it might be that accessibility instead of going to a show. Maybe it's already in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I think that a big part going back to like Godsmack and Shinedown, <laughs> why those shows are probably doing crazy numbers is because all those people that grew up like buying CDs and going to concerts and things like they have kids now and families and shit. <laughs> yeah, so they're, yeah, like, well, they're, dragging, lot, they're like, dragging the whole fucking, you know, I get the, a lot of that. that, that like that, my eight year old loves this song. I'm that, like, Holy shit. Isn't it like a little outside of her demo? It's yeah, like, the, okay. That one, that one, uh, dude, that one Godsmack fan that would have bought a ticket <laughs> now, 10 years, you know, 15 years later is like five <laughs> or six Godsmack tickets because, you know, <laughs> there's so many more, there's little baby wife, Godsmacks, a couple kids. <laughs> You know, somebody's cousin, one of the kids' right. friends from school, right, you know, right, it becomes right. like a whole fucking carpool. Like I said, like, I think that's <laughs> that's one of the things, like, when I try to be careful about, you know, oh God, I feel like we're throwing God's back under the train and just run them over a bunch of times. But, like, you know, I always do have to remember, like, there's a reason, like, you know, there are lots of bands that are making lots of money and get a lot of fame that make many of us scratch our heads and going, who is this reaching? But it is reaching somebody. And I've, I've learned like, it's less my job now to decide why, why do you like that? I have a couple lines where I'm like, no, you cannot like that. That's, we're not fucking going there. But <laughs> it, it, it apparently is not at God smack. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you like, you know, how do you feel about just this current state of rock? I guess outside of the foot stomping things, you're probably pretty yeah, much fine with that's it. That's kind of like, it's weird. Like the, the foot stomp 
think things have kind of like. Oh, yeah, that was a. It, it was a real moment in time and it got saturated really, really quickly. And there was a little bit of now like a backlash to it. Um, and as I say that, the Lumineers are probably like, we're coming for you, Barbara. But like there's <laughs> like even Mumford and Sons kind of like ditched that approach and are, you know, started writing like they wrote a a rock record and this new stuff that they released is a full band. Um, I actually am better with where it is now on a rock and alternative side than I've felt in a really long time. Like I said, a couple years ago, there was almost like a little bit of an identity crisis because the two worlds were so different that you were thinking like, in terms of our library, where's the connective tissue? How do I connect you from listening to the Lumineers and put it up against corn and it not sound like a train wreck in your brain? Like, how do I make this playlist flow? And that was kind of tough because then you were clumping things together that were like really wussy and then really, really hard. And you're like, oh my God, I don't know what to do here. I feel better about it now because the bands around the center are um, are doing things kind of like... Uh, AWOL Nation is like my favorite example because if you listen to an AWOL Nation record, it goes like from like, he's like screaming like almost like in a Nirvana kind of punk way. And then he's doing like really smooth stuff on the other end. So like, that's a nice band that connects the dots for me sometimes. Um, but we're kind of like one foot in active rock. So you get to play ghost and, you know, you get to play like more of our black t-shirt bands that we love so much. We're playing like, you know, code orange and, and things like that. We're going, yeah, this is fucking cool. And this is happening. And Somehow, because the more electronic bands are keeping the crunch, like we're getting away with them too. So we can play Sir Sly and you can play 21 Pilots and you can play um, just stuff that's got a little bit of creep to it because it kind of just puts it all together. And then you're saying, okay, people might like all of this music because normally I hate it when somebody says, oh, I just like like a little bit of everything. And it's like, shut the fuck up and stand for something. Um <laughs> But like these bands, like there's some, there is something that's connecting all of them. And I feel like it's attitude more than anything. So where do we think it's going to be in, I would, I want to say 10 years, but everything's moving so fucking fast. Right. So fast. We'll say three years. What do we think? Like, you know, it's like, it's just. What do we think in terms of like, what's going to happen to rock music or what do we I mean, like, do we think this. I guess my curiosity is in just guitar-based music. You know, do we think there's going to be a new young guitar-driven band that's going to be able to? I mean, there are, but they're do, doing to, old stuff to fill like a stadium. Yeah, I'm not talking like a Greta Van Fleet or. That's one of what those I mean. Bands. It's like you, the bands that are like catching people's attention are doing old stuff, and there's a whole you know generation that you know didn't have a Telaropa, you know, yeah. <laughs> that all of a sudden they're being like, wow, this is really cool. What is this new stuff? And we're going, well, wait, no, 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 that's Led Zeppelin. You yeah, know, it's probably interesting because they're, those kids, their parents probably are like, they don't even listen to it because they don't even listen to Led Zeppelin because they're busy with Godsmack or Shinedown, yeah. right? <laughs> and then, so they have no idea about this other world that even exists, right? Yeah, I think, um, I have a little bit of faith because... I didn't see Greta Van Fleet coming from a mile away. Like I never heard of them. And it was just like one day you're just like, who the fuck is this? And er and everybody knows who they are. And I was kind of curious with them. I was like, are the rock and rollers going to give these guys a pass? 
Are they going to be like, oh, you sound exactly like Led Zeppelin. That's fine. We're we're here for it. I also kind of got over that because I'm like, you can either fucking play it or you can't. There's a million bands who are trying their damnedest to sound like Led Zeppelin and they don't. So the fact that they're doing it, I'm actually like, uh, I'm all right with it now. Um, But I didn't see them coming because I thought maybe what you might be alluding to, which is like, this is going the other way. They're not picking up guitars anymore. They're not getting bands together. Um, because I little sparks like that are happening, I think there's always going to be like that niche of people who love rock in a really pure form and will keep the torch going. And they just might be the kids that are on the outs where they used to be like the main shit. You know, now they're now they're like, no, 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 we're over here doing this and you're the dorks now again. But I also kind of think that's kind of what makes rock and roll cool, even in like its classic rock infancies. Like I betcha if Robert Plant, like, I don't know, <laughs> didn't end up being a sex symbol, I'm sure he would have ended up in a couple of lockers or getting like, you know, <laughs> a swirly in the bathroom or something like rock is kind of an outskirts thing. And it's I think it's going to stay there. And so it might get quiet for a while. I hope that it has a resurgence. But, you know, it's interesting because one of the things that whenever you first got here and you're looking at the Baroness record, you were asking me about Baroness yeah. and how I feel about that record. Um, we're kind of had that loose conversation about how, oh, like they're still doing rock music, but they're like changing. Yeah. So it's funny because a lot of people that like guitar driven rock music are very like pushback when it comes to bands that they love or sounds that they like mm-hmm. doing different things. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's like you'll have a band still sticking true to what they want to do like with Baroness they're still a fucking rock metal band or whatever yeah. but they, they start doing new things and we're kind of like eh, while yes. simultaneously talking about I wish there'd be some new guitar rock or <laughs> people would try different things so it's like a, a crazy fine line between like what is acceptable for us and what it's like we're a lot quicker to accept a band that we've never heard of before versus a band that we love doing something different. We're chasing the hit. Like we're chasing yeah. the dragon of what it felt like the first time you heard them. And some that does lead to a lot of resistance and not letting them change. I think one of my favorite bands is Radiohead. And I had a couple hiccups with them where I was like, I don't know if I can do this King of Limbs thing. Like, I, I don't know. Uh-huh. I, this might be where I pop off. And you know what? It, be, because oh. I like them, I gave it more listens and that's normally the cure. And I'm like, oh, right get it now um but i don't know that i've i i certainly haven't always done that i've kind of like been like i don't know if i can go with you on this journey like <laughs> Godspeed, i'm out <laughs> what about you guys like where do you think shit is gonna go like what would you predict i i think it's hard to say i, I was thinking about this podcast this podcast in general was like we're talking about a lot of, about a lot of bands that like i don't really talk about like in the worlds that we're in, like they don't come up, like because they're not relevant to like, like there's a lot of guitar bands that we play with. There's a lot of kids that are into these bands, and like they're into you know whatever. Like the I keep bringing up the indie world, but that's like that's like what these kids are into. They're all they are picking up guitars, but they're they're listening to Pavement and they're listening to The Cure and they're yeah. listening to yeah. like stuff that isn't represented on the radio really, but it's still like considered like must listen yeah, you know awesome what music. i mean yeah like classic stuff and then, and then like thinking about the x like the x like was playing oasis and alice in chains like for since they came out like right. the x has always had such a nice 
variety plus the hip hop stuff you still get that with run the jewels or whatever like i i think that that that's what makes that state the station good so even if it is like uh i don't know even if it's foot stomping here and 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 revival of these ancient bands uh that i can't <laughs> believe we're still making <laughs> records um like then that, that that's cool like that's still cool and if and i get that like i don't know what the barrier is between like Maybe the the East indie band, and the Carsey Harris, I keep bringing up, but like because like, they're on like Matador and indie labels, so maybe that doesn't Matador doesn't probably have the radio reach that like a major major label mm-hmm. was to get that placement, and like because that's what I want to understand is like what? what wasn't isn't Queens of the Stone Age affiliated with Matador? Yeah, they're they, yeah they were yeah, yeah, they, they yeah, mean, yeah they Interpol's are. on that too. I mean, there's there's but, good bands on on Matador. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, there's there's it's a great label, but I mean it's. <laughs> Or even, yeah, it's wild. Um, like, it's it's always going to be a different conversation between like artistic preferences or like critical acclaim, and then what, yeah. what commercially yeah. works. Yeah. And again, yeah. you know, sometimes I'll blame that on that. Um, like, it's a party for everybody, so it's a it's a bigger challenge to go like, how do I make everybody happy? But then, I think in another way too. Uh, sometimes I'll like kind of use the analogy like if I'm a wedding DJ. And you expect me to come in and do, you know, a, your standard wedding. If I come in and go, ready? I think you guys are really going to love this new death cab for cutie. Everybody's going to be like, fuck you. I want to hear Earth, Wind, and Fire. Get the fuck out of this wedding. And so, yeah. like, you kind of have to know what the the point is for people. And, yeah. and generally with us, it's like, I want to hear stuff I like. And show me the new stuff that tangents off of these that I should be checking out. Yeah, I think. I think it'll just end up being more balanced as time goes on. Yeah. As the as I think as walls start being broken more down between genres, like not that there's like not that they're like super strict walls anymore, but as they continue to as for time to just get chiseled down more and more and more, like it's just gonna be more balanced and you're still gonna see like some of these some of these older bands and they're still gonna be doing their thing because there's gonna be a pocket of people that wanna yeah. hear that. And you're gonna hear these indie bands because there's gonna be people that wanna hear that. There's gonna be Plenty of people that are going to be like Post Malone and whoever else, because everybody's just going to want to hear that. And there's yeah. going to be songs just like how I'm sure it was in the cycle at some point before that'll cross over between everybody. Yeah. And then everything will just be all hunky dory for a while. We're starting to see it. a little bit of that again. Like to your point, like there's starting to be bands that are popping up that we're we're playing, and then um, you know sometimes a little too close for comfort. All of a sudden, I'm like flipping around and I'll hear it on Kiss, and I'll go, Hey, wait a minute, like wait. Yeah, yeah, Imagine Dragons. I've definitely heard yeah. on Kiss yeah, before, right. or or like Twenty One Pilots. Like I have to listen to yeah. like I have to listen to Kiss at work sometimes. And if I had a dollar every time I heard Heathens a couple years back, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not gonna go see Suicide Squad. I'm just not gonna do it. Exactly. Like sorry, I, I don't care for Jared Leto today. I'm not doing it. Sorry. Oh, yeah, we're starting to see that a little bit more. But there was like a weird, there were like even times like where at, like at alternative rock radio was getting worked on Beyonce's partition because they were like. Yeah, it's a cool song. And you're like, yeah, you're like yeah. should we go there? And like we were getting worked on Lord and things that were, you know, kind of had that it, sheen. That makes and, sense. Yeah. and you're just like, this like Lord especially, and like there's another artist that I like that I don't, you know, know. Um we've tested it a couple times to see if people like respond to it and if they they dig it or not. Um King Princess that I'm like, how does this hit you? And it's it's just it's a mixed bag. Because again, sometimes some of our more like loyal, like standard they call them p1s are like what is this like this isn't what i came here for 
this is a different wedding than I came here for. Sure. And then there's other, you know, sex of the audience. And I'm, I'm in one of them where I'm like, but what if we did some new stuff? Like, what if we did, what if we did something wild? Like, what, what do you, you know? Well, it's interesting also kind of going back to Queens of the Stone Age because their newest album was produced by the, the Uptown Funk dude, not Bruno yeah, Mars. Mark but Rosen. Other, yeah, Mark, yeah, yeah. He, he did that. So it's like, what, what is that Queens of the Stone Age is my favorite band, by the way. Um, and so I was holding my breath and like clinching because I was like, please don't suck. Please don't suck. Please don't suck. <laughs> it's not my favorite record of theirs, but I've, I've come to like it. It's, it's a quite rock. A bit. It's Did a you rock get radio thing? play? Yeah, we played, um, it's the first track. Feet don't fail me now. Oh no, yeah. the way you used to do. Yeah. And oh, then I think we yeah. picked up feet don't fail me for a little when, bit, yeah. but like the thing that kind of, I've learned to let it go because it's, it's part of the job is like what I like. Is not, does not constitute good music. Yeah, yeah. But I remember, like, I always want Queens of the Stone Age to do great because I fucking love them. And so I'm always kind of bummed out that it it tests really bad. So, like, whenever we'll reach out to check on, you know, how people feel about songs or, um, you know, we kind of have, like, almost like television ratings, you know, like your TV turns on, TV, TV turns off, and that kind of computes some ratings. So we have research outlet there like that as well when people are turning things on and turning them off. Okay. And... It's very maddening how we can go on a graph and find, okay, why did why did everybody turn off here? And then you can highlight it and you can see what happens. And sometimes it's, it's a, a commercial and you're like, yeah. And sometimes it's a band that you really like and you're going, what's wrong with these fucking people? But, you know, again, I, that's kind of where I've learned to put that aside and go like, I really like this, but that doesn't mean it works for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a sad thing. <laughs> I, th- I think we're in a unique world nowadays because like the oversight, like how you're talking about in the very beginning about how dense it is, oversaturation of artists and music. And like, I feel like that has like empowered the indie world a little bit and also it's like hurt the, the major commercial world a bit because there's just so much stuff, so many yeah. options and like people aren't listening to terrestrial radio like they are with, you know, where they're streaming, they're on YouTube, whatever. There's a million options now. So like that, I think is a, is a big obstacle, but I long for the and i feel like it's coming then like a more balanced like critical and popular band like a nirvana who could like appeal. yeah you want somebody to shake it up i'm waiting for a nirvana to come that appeals to the critical and the popular and the everybody that was like literally i was gonna so i was kind of ask like do we think we're gonna see the next quote nirvana in the next three to five years but it's even hard to say like what that would be because that was yeah, some people you know, argue that it can't so happen wild. again yeah. some people argue that it can't happen to that degree because of the way the like the system is now Whoa, like that... how it's changed because mm. like the gate because Nirvana was like gatekeeped you know through a major label and then like put that big record out and it was huge and like uh, but it was still a pop record like a producer like pop like produced their sound and like from like if you hear the whatever bleach and stuff like that, like yeah. it's uh, I think that that is possible, but I think it's harder. Like it has to catch, like it has to go viral, like it has to be something that good, but also well, the, the, consistently. Yeah, viral. I mean, like whenever the first time I saw "Smells Like Teen Spirit," it was like, I mean, it was a really cool song, but being a young mind, you know, it was like fucking like four or five, maybe I, was I don't like, know. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was super young, right? I was two years old when um, "Nevermind" came out. It was like a commercial <laughs> for a lifestyle that you didn't know existed. It was like the commercial for the grunge lifestyle. Like just be like, like 
what is this? You know what I mean? It was like the counterculture was like not, it was like the culture, you know? And like, that was really cool about that time. And the whole, that's what I'm always, I think I'm a nineties fetishist definitely in like shows and our music because like it was critical and popular and then it evolved. And then like the later nine, like Atlantis or like later than that, like I was talking about Beck and the Beastie Boys, like everyone was mixing shit together. Like Madonna Ray of Light is like a dope record period. (laughs) Like like, they're just great. Everyone was like critical records, pop critical records, and they're mixing genres. Like, yeah, like that's how I think stuff like Gorillaz was born out of stuff like that. Like, I long for the day. I don't know if you're familiar with Brockhampton. Yeah. Um, I would say that they're a good example of somebody that does well critically. And I don't know, they get radio play in some markets. My brother lives in LA and they play out there. Um, but uh, and I think they appeal, they could appeal to an ex audience, and I think they could appeal to a hip hop audience, and I think that's I think that there's more people like that. Like there's guitars on plenty of songs, and there's eight oh eights on every you know every song. Like <laughs> yeah, um, and I think that that appeals to young people, and it, it appeals to that odd future lineage. But it also is like good and, and critically good, and I don't know. I think that's that's my examples. I hope Brockhampton more stuff like that happens. <laughs> and to to the point of how things are like dense now, I think that's like the double-edged sword of the times is like now because anyone can have a laptop and be able to just go ahead and make anything. Like that's great that everyone can express themselves, but at the same time, whenever you're looking at it from whenever you have to look at it from a business perspective, I guess, you know, literally anyone can make anything. These artists on any genre live and die by the week. Someone becomes the hot thing, go ahead puts an album out by the end of the season, by the end of the next season, they're on Love and Hip Hop or whatever show you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, liter- it literally happens every day. We so that's, where it, that's yeah. where it turns into how you were saying earlier, how major labels might are keeping things clean and are afraid to mess up because this might be the miss because there might not be that much money in it on that level anymore. So, you know, if we just go ahead and take little whoop-de-whoop down the street and go ahead and be like, we're going to go ahead and give you all these millions and give you all this and then your album flops, then, you know, that's an L. And these days you can't afford to take those L's. So, and that's because of that and because because of the internet and everything too, because you can't really have gatekeeping necessarily anymore because anyone can just enter the arena at any point. It's just... It's how you got to figure out a way to sort it. It's like everybody being able to get on like a Netflix like comedy special. It's like they're not all funny. Man. Exactly. Like, yeah, there's only, yeah, there's only yeah. so many. But like everybody always says that like Netflix is like the straight to DVD now. It's yeah, like it just skips yeah. the red box, goes right to Netflix. Yeah. Boom. And then, yeah. This... And you know what? There's great stuff on there. Yeah. But like you and I, like whenever I came in and I like pulled out like, you know, like reference like a horror movie, be like, oh, did you see that? Like it's more common now for us to not have seen the same stuff, not to be watching the same shows. I can't imagine that music is having a different fate than that necessarily, because there's big shows that are on TV that maybe a lot of people are watching. But then. You know, like you said, yeah, there's Netflix kind of gone stuff. for like there's Netflix and Hulu originals everywhere in music. Yeah, yeah that's that's yeah, a great way to right. put it. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. That's a great yeah, way to put like, it. I don't have cable, so but I'll, I'll, <laughs> exactly. so I'll just steal yeah. the show uh, that I like. This <laughs> on cable. Let me um, get that bootleg stream for the Steeler game, real yeah, quick. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that definitely. That, there is some parallels because the 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 cable TV and film industry has had to adapt to similar changes with the in, advent of the internet and digital digital media. Um, yeah, and then if you're good, then and then if it's good, then you know you get to go ahead and do another one. But if right. you're good enough, 
then maybe you go ahead and you get the call and it's like, hey, where's so-and-so studio? We want you to go ahead and do a flick or we'll put this money behind it. Yeah. Right. So then, but there's a way for everyone to go ahead and do something everywhere. It's just now, like how Slake said earlier, you just have to make whatever you're doing good enough that you stand out so that you can continue to get that. Because yeah. once again, there's so many of them. You'll be hot this week and then you'll be eating next week. Uh, I watched a, um, you know, I've got to plug Oasis one more time. Uh, <laughs> we're a big, big fan of the Brit pop. Um, and I watched a document. They had a documentary that came out a couple years ago. And like in the beginning, it talks about grunge. And then and Kurt Cobain's death is like the beginning part of the movie. And it was like this vacuum over there of music. And then like Brit pop kind of like filled that void of specifically Oasis. And Oasis got a radio. That's how they broke through here. And like Radiohead was breaking through here at the time and, and all that. And uh, then eventually when they, their, you know, stick ran out and then, you know, they were too coked up to make good music anymore. Um, that the, the major label that this guy, there was a quote and it was like, when the major label system doesn't know what to do, it will always revert, like w revert back to pop, like the, the purest of pop. And it like showed like Robbie Williams and like Spice Girls. And like, which was <laughs> hey, like, that facts. lines up lineage <laughs> though. And, was, and like, that's like how the music industry gets bad is like, it, it has to make safe choices that will make them money. Um, so they can't invest in the next Nirvana. And, and like that scares me. But at the same time, like the gates are open now. So you can just find backdoors through the internet or whatever channels. It's a matter of, Allowing yourself the time to explore those doors. Yeah. yeah. Anthony Fantano. Yep. If you can do that research, <laughs> if you can do that research and find your market, you can get the bag somehow, some way. Cool. So wrapping this up, I think we talked about everything I was super curious on. Uh, I'm going to let everybody kind of, I guess, just plug their things. If anybody is interested in plugging their bands or anything like that. Uh <laughs> Abby. Um, I will start and just say morning six to ten on the X, Monday through Friday. Um, usually very, very sleepy. Um, I will say that um I, I'm a little bit speaking out of school, but I know that in the upcoming months, um, the X has um some pretty big initiatives for local bands that we're really excited about to um do our part to kind of lift things up and give people some opportunities. Um and without going much more into that, because I don't think I'm allowed to, um, I would just say make sure that you're circling back and talking to your band friends in like November. And we'll have something for you. Cool. Mm -hmm. And Fist Fight in the Parking Lot? Fist Fight in the Parking Lot. We just did the Descendants of Crom show and things are a little quiet at the moment because I have a two-year-old. So my uh, no. my ability to like split on my husband for an entire weekend is a little, <laughs> a little lax lately. So we're just kind of letting the schedule shake out a little bit more. But we're still playing. So we're still... You're still out there and about, but it might be a little few and far between. And you, can... you, re you recently released an album, right? Or you're getting ready to put it was, out? It uh, was last last July we released a record, um, which again, that was like, I think we started it when I wasn't, I didn't have a baby and we finished it when I did have a baby. So like there's a lot of things happening in between. <laughs> so it took a long time to get that record out. And yeah. um, maybe not have had as much time to like completely promote it because I'm also like, you know, like, Half of me is just like had like a lollipop stuck in my head or something like that. But yeah, still playing. Um, it's one of those things I actually hope I can kind of stick with for a long time because it's important even for me as a mom for my kid to grow up knowing that I stuck to something that I yeah. loved and that being a mom didn't take that away from me or anything like that. Hey, 
I feel that because I live that same thing too. Do you? I feel that. Oh 100%. my god, I love it. I love it. I feel that for sure. Yeah, it's <laughs> it can be it can definitely be tough, but um, I there are definitely times like we went on tour recently, and it it was definitely super hard because um even on we had a point on Monday where we had a layover, and he we did like a small show like out near my house, and my I brought my son with me because I was gone the whole weekend, and I per what's going on with me, that's the only time I really get to have sure. him. So. I went ahead and was like, okay, well, I'll be back on, I was like, I'll be back on Monday. I'll come pick him up. Came, picked him up, brought him to the show. And we had him up there with us and he was going ahead and singing along and stuff. Oh, man. Woo. Oh, my God. <laughs> he I know that. With us. It's, yeah, he no, like, with it's us. serious. Like, um, he had his own mic and everything. Yeah, he oh. was doing it. Like, it's, it's hard because, you know, like, this is probably the best that's gone so far in all the time that we've been doing it. So it's like, you know, can't quit now. No like, way. If, if this no, is going to be, the, if this is going to be the time to go ahead and really like try, like, it is going to be go ahead and try now. And like, it sucks that it's now whenever like, yeah. you know, like we're both, we're both a little bit older now. Like I have a son, like he, like we're both like trying to like work out careers and everything too. Like sure. it's hard, but you know, I know that, I know that for me, like right now, this is a the best shot that I have to be able to give him something more. Yeah. And even if it's not necessarily making sure that, you know, braces are paid for and college is paid for just like, you know, if you want to go ahead and do something and you love something, just keep doing it regardless. Like I, I, find a way, one way or another, hooker by crook, find a way to do what it is. Yeah, love, period. I remember the Strip District Music Festival was it? Not, it wasn't been last year, but it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. The last one that they had, um, I was like four or five months pregnant, but I hadn't told anybody yet. And um, my my parents, who have been like ridiculously supportive of me playing music for you know they always used to come to my shows and they'd be in the back of like the 31st street pub getting like cigarette burns and stuff and they're like it's cool we're really proud of you um <laughs> my, my parents came to that show and my mom had kind of said a couple times like well when you when you have the baby you're gonna slow down like you, sh you should slow down like you should give it that time and then we played that show um and i know i wasn't really i didn't think it was gonna be our last show but i knew it was gonna be a while and then she came up to me afterwards and she said um Maybe we can get your kid like a pair of those big cans because they because she has to see you do that. And I'm like, yeah. And my husband plays too. And he said the same thing. He's like, you don't die when you become a parent. <laughs> yeah, and if you're like, in the, you know, position to be an artist, you kind of owe it to them to be like, I'm I'm here for me, which means I can be here for you. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I know, I know for me, whenever like, and I mean, don't get me wrong, part of this was because I wasn't necessarily the best student in school. But, <laughs> but like, I know, like, whenever I, like, started writing music and I wanted to, like, and per, like, granted, I wasn't that great because I knew, like, this is something I really was taking an interest in. I wanted to, like, really make my own music. Like, I, my mom was like, no, you got to focus on school, man. Like, you know, the narrative of, like, you know, oh, you know, go ahead, go to college or get a trade, whatever, especially, like, from where from, like, we're from just, like, up, up 28 by the steel mills. So, like, yeah. you know, that's just, like, the narrative that a lot of folks have. And it's just like, you know, I, you know, this isn't for me. Sitting in a classroom wasn't for me in high school. It's not for me. It wasn't for me in the little bit of college that I did. Like, I don't want to go ahead and be, a, I don't want to be a gear in the machine for someone else, make someone else money forever. I know for a fact that I can make money off of this doing my own thing because I see other people doing it every yep. day. <laughs> how, how do you think, how do you think anybody that's on the radio got to where they are? They were where I am right now. Yeah. And so like now, again, like, now we're getting it and it's like there was a point where it's like you know what if next couple things don't work out like i'm i'm cool like this was fun played a bunch of shows made some music like there were some people that rocked with it like this was fun like i'm i'm cool i'm i have a kid now i need to focus on life but now like this is popping off and like you know this is 
right underneath him. This is like the second most important thing for me. So it's like, it's this and him. And hopefully this will feed him and yeah. make sure that he's good for whatever he wants to do. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Faux show. <laughs> or, or hey, you know, we'll both, or, you know, you'll have awesome music to listen to and we'll both just be broke forever. Yeah. <laughs> More likely. <laughs> so where can people find the BB gun stuff on the internet? Uh, bbguns.bandcamp.com. We're on all the streaming. All the streams. Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, all that. If you um, see us in SoundCloud. the streets, we have t-shirts, CDs, stickers, da 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 We're on Facebook, bbgunspgh on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And I'm Bart... I'm B A R Z underscore B L K M A N on Instagram. That's a lot of, but I'm at Lazy Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Word. Uh, do you two have anything coming up that's super cool that you would want to plug for anyone interested? When's this going to come out? I have no idea. Okay. So, <laughs> no, not we, really. We play, mad, we play mad shows. We got a so, song out called yeah, One Piece. Yeah, we have a new single out and we have mad shows. So, you know, catch We're us outside. We're, we'll be around somewhere, I'm sure. I told you every time I go on my weekend listing, it's like BB Guns is on there somewhere. Like, We're everywhere. Busy boys. <laughs> busy the boss. busiest of bees. Now we need to go back into the cocoon and uh, and turn into butterflies. <laughs> make, musical, make more, musical make more hits butterflies. So, make more hits so we can eat. Yeah, yeah hopefully. <laughs> Word. And hey, that's it. Thank you guys again for coming over. Really appreciate it. Abby, Bars, JP, a.k.a. BB Guns. This was our talk about rock music. I don't know. None of us know yeah. what's happening. And it doesn't really matter. It's just <laughs> It's all good. It is what it is. It's all good. Let's just have fun and enjoy the ride. Yeah. And you know. that's all, folks. Thank you much. So, and that's all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. I'll be back again next week with another episode same time same place same channel you know the drill my name is sykes start the beat 2018 can i get a whoop 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 whoop, whoop. bass god thanks for listening <laughs>